the divisional round of the NFL playoffs are here. We have Saturday games and Sunday games. We got daytime football and nighttime football. We're here to find value. We're here to come up with some underdog entries for this weekend. This is the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We are your hosts, Ahan Runta and Trevor Tipton. Coming back for you live from Facebook and YouTube. There's still time left in the season. If you want to join us live on these streams, we stream usually every Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're a little early today, um, but we're going to be back next weekend as well, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube and Facebook. So say hi in the chat if you want to tail. We're going to dish out some underdog entries so that we can make some money on these games. Let's just talk real quick about last week on my entry. We were one Amon Ra reception shy of a two-piece cash. It happens. It is what it is. Personally, I'm just happy we came away with a Rams cover there for my pick. And Trevor, underdog is an absolute W. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so with them moving the moving the game, it voided the slip. Uh, and I actually didn't uh, I didn't catch it till too late. So, but it voided the slip. So, right, you have to have two players from opposing teams for it to be a valid slip. So with them moving the game, they said, nope, voided it. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened in that game. Yeah, so last last week you had a, uh, a Jalen uh, J- Waddle and Jalen yeah. Warren stack. Jalen Waddle did not hit, but it didn't matter because Underdog refunded your entry thanks to the Jalen uh, Warren postponement. I'll take it. It was, uh, man, I, I was disappointed in Miami. It, it, I was also disappointed in Miami, but it did feed uh, my anti-two agendas. So, you know, a little emotional hedging there. But uh, if you want to be part of this massive W that is Underdog Fantasy, you can still join Underdog Fantasy and use promo code UNDERWORLD upon entry so that you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. US So then you can tail our picks for the divisional round. Let's just get right into some of these games. Let's briefly talk about these four games at hand before we give out our picks. First off, Houston versus Baltimore, and we're seeing some heavy under three heavy, heavy underdogs on the slate thanks to the upsets last week. Shout out, especially to the Cowboys. Um, but Houston versus Baltimore, we know if you've been with us through the show this entire season, we're big fans of CJ Stroud. We're big fans of what they're doing in Houston. Uh, Trevor, do you think this game stays close? Uh, actually, I do. Um, and uh, it's uh, I think this game is going to be a little more competitive. So literally uh, breaking news, uh, uh, Jeff Zebriak just broke that the Ravens are activating Duvernay and defensive back uh, DRS Washington. Plus they're using practice squad elevations on John Rosh and uh, Chisnia, uh, which they're going to use for special teams. But you got to figure with those elevations uh, like Ross's elevation is probably good that, you know, Phillips is, is going to play and, you know, Humphreys is out. So with Humphreys out, like that's a big boost uh, to them. I'm going to, I'm actually going to do my pick them from this game. So I'll save the rest of my breakdown for my picks, but uh, I I like this matchup. Uh, I hope, and my heart wants, want cj and the boys to do it just uh just for the story uh i like the kid it's uh it's been fun to watch i wish right i wish they had tank and brown but uh it is what it is 
Yeah, we, I mean, the, the biggest news there, Devin Duvernay is back, so congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens for advancing. Um, all jokes aside, I, I also think this is going to be a good game for a bit, but, I, you know, you hear all this, like, rest versus rust thing going on with both Baltimore and San Francisco, and I'll just, you know, spoiler alert, I think both teams win. If there's a game that I think just is a complete blot, I, I feel wrong to say this about my boy CJ, but I think it's personally this one uh, just because Baltimore and the, you know, the, this Houston defense, like outside of Derek Stingley, like let's be honest, this Houston defense is not the most trustworthy in this world. And what Lamar Jackson has been doing, even without Mark Andrews, I do not want any part of trying to fade this Baltimore offense specifically. Um, but CJ Stroud can keep this game close. And if, if he does, then it's probably a shootout. Um, cause CJ close to matchup proof. So he could definitely ball, ball out against his Baltimore defense and keep this close. Um, and next up we have on the same day, the, uh, other number one seed, your 49ers are playing the green Bay Packers. Um, the green Bay Packers seem like the most corporate upset candidate of the season based on every single tweet. I'm saying like every, every time I open Twitter, it's just the top tweet is, Nobody is saying that the, the the Green Bay Packers might win this game, and that's like 50 people have said that. So I personally think the 49ers win this game. I agree that it can be competitive just because the 49ers, their weakness is the secondary, and Jordan Love has been playing very well. Um, but at the end of the day, it's Joe Barry. Um, you know, And I don't like to frame this as Joe Barry versus Kyle Shanahan, but I think that's what it, that's what it could really come down to. You see, this is the highest – Vegas total on the slates. So if you're making DFS lineups, maybe this is the game you want to stack. And Trevor, I want your thoughts for the rest of this game. Um, and I'm I would like to announce that your game stack for our underdog entry is not from this game. So I'm actually impressed by that. So maybe get out your thoughts on this game now. Yeah, I'm saving that for some other stuff. Um, we're listen. This is part eye test, part health, part homer pick. We are going to curb stomp them. <laughs> curb stomp them we're we're going to i love that the line is still at nine and a half and people think green bay has a chance we needed the time off we needed the rest we are healthy armstead is back Aaron, like they're not running on us again right like we got a ton of people healthy like we we needed those couple weeks uh and in case everybody is unaware we have christian mccaffrey and green bay can't stop the run like everybody's making this about the quarterbacks. We're going to just run the ball down their throat. Like Jordan loves not going to get the opportunity to throw. And when he does, he's going to have chase young and Bosa sandwiching him. Like this is a much, much different situation for Jordan this week. Um, I think the kid had a great season. I think he did a great job. Uh, I think this is going to be his welcome, like really welcome to the playoffs moment where um, the better coach, um, the better team uh, is just going to win. Like I, again, that's Homer pick scheme matchup combined. Um, I'm willing to take it on there. So we uh, I'm, I'm excited. I also think there's a good chance that game actually goes under um, just because we we just control the ball, right? CMC is going to have 20-plus rushes. They're going to use Debo out of the backfield. He's going to be running jet sweeps. He's going to be a running back. I wouldn't be shocked to see him pound a little Jordan Mason uh, just to give CMC some breathers. 
but we saw at the beginning of the season, and Ahan can attest to this, that even in garbage situations, Shanahan has taken CMC and put him out on the field, and this is not a garbage situation. He He's going to get the ball. Uh, calf is good to go, and this is just a spot. I like it. Um, I think Brock throws for 250, a couple TDs. I think, I think we score 28 to 31, and I think we hold them to 10 and under. Big shout out to Wesley Stoops with the super chat. Shout out to Wesley Stoops, uh, avid follower um, of myself on Twitter. And he's joined us in the chat before we give out our picks for this weekend. Shout out Wesley excited uh, for, yeah, he says go bucks and go bills. And we're about to talk about the Sunday slate in a bit. And I have some thoughts about that. One more thing about the 49ers is something I do respect about the 49ers is leaders like Fred Warner in the clubhouse. What are they saying in the locker room? Which I, you know, I don't love, um, you know, locker room agenda pushing at, at all. It doesn't have any effect on the picks I make, but when it, when it fits my agendas, I will mention them. Right. And Fred Warner all week, he's been given respect to both CJ Stroud and Jordan love. And, uh, you know who isn't giving respect to their opponent is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson said, um, you know, a while back that the Buccaneers would be awesome if they had a quarterback, uh, if they had a good quarterback. Right. And Baker Mayfield heard about those comments. I liked the Buccaneers to outright win this game before I saw that. Um, and I will stick with that statement. If you read my playerprofiler.com slash articles, my piece on – taking uh you know sides in this in this week you will see that I like the bucks this week you'll see how I played it with what unit structure etc and you'll see me talk about this Detroit defense and I'm going to talk about it more uh the rest of this show since my game stack is coming from this game uh Trevor are you on the same page with me that this at, at least at the very least the bucks should be able to score on this one they're not going to score the bucks are going to win Right, you guys. Everybody forgets that Detroit. I listen. I love what Dan Campbell and the Lions have done this year, um, but Detroit has also been bipolar at times, literal bipolar, and they don't have a great pass defense. They just don't. Um, and I think Mike Evans is going to eat this week. I think Godwin is going to eat this week. Um, I was on a show last night breaking this down and. Um, I like the Bucks here, the, and the six and a half is disrespectful. Like, I hate the word free money, but that is the free. If you were to use that word, that's the freest bet of this weekend is getting six and a half in that game. Uh, I love the over, and I love the Bucks. Um, I, I just think this is a spot. I also think our boy Rashad. Uh, I don't think he's going to run a ton. I just think he use him a ton checking down out of the backfield. Um, and just again, if you start digging into like coverage matchups and how all this matches up, um, and Baker, everyone forgets like how good Baker really can be. Um, because right, like he went just through that crazy couple years. Uh, but there was a reason he was drafted where he was. Uh, he's got a good arm, he's tough, right? Like he's been playing through some injuries. Um, and I just I like Tampa on this spot. I think this is um I, I I'm worried, and I'm also worried that the, the bad side of Detroit shows up. They've just they've done it. They've done it three or four times this year, where you're just like, is this like are the same guys in uniform? Like who are you know who are these guys playing? Um, so I'm excited to see uh, Tampa upset them. Um, I'm okay with either one winning, but I I just think Tampa gets it done this week. 
Trevor, it's much better entertainment when we, we are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum with yep. these opinions. So maybe we'll be on opposite ends of the spectrum for the I last doubt game. it. Yeah, okay. Actually, you, you told me in the DMs you're not. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, if, if you haven't read my article already on uh, this weekend, both my sides, my confident sides of the week are on the Sunday slate. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lions-Bucks in a minute, but just heading on over this last game, the, the NFL scheduled this as the last game of the slate for a reason. Yeah. It's the best quarterback, and I – People have argued with me about this last night, this morning on this statement, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback we've ever seen. I can say that as a Patriots fan. He is the the most he's the biggest game changer at the quarterback position there has ever been. It's not even close the impact that he makes uh by himself, what he can do, prolonging plays, avoiding sacks, throwing downfield uh to receivers that have barely gotten any separation. I could go on and on. I don't like the Chiefs as an organization. I love Patrick Mahomes, the player, and it is hard for me to say this and for uh, that for the first time in my life, I am uh, betting against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Um, it's great that I haven't so far in his career because he's nearly perfect in that situation, uh, but I am taking the bills in this one. Um, I put that in my article as well. I talked more in depth about it. Uh, Trevor, what's your what's your view of this game? the chiefs aren't going to lose because of Patrick Mahomes, the, the tweets going out. Oh, they disrespect you, Patrick. No one disrespects Patrick. They disrespect frying pan hands, MVS, right? Like if you've ever seen, you know, I mean, that's what he has for two hands, right? Like I use the gif all the time of the replacement movie, right? Where he walks out. Right. And Clifford Franklin, right? Like there is, you know, Rasheed Rice has been aw- like, could you imagine if Rice didn't break out the way they did? Listen, if Rice doesn't break out the way they did there, I mean, I don't think they're, I don't know that they win last week. Like they had to have somebody besides Kelsey, um, Kelsey, you know, listen, Kelsey's one of the best, if not arguably the best tight end to ever play again, love him, but they're just locking him up. Um, you know, and they're what people aren't really watching. If you go watch a film, they're double covering them. Um, and then he gets stuck with who who do we have left to throw to? Now, Buffalo's taken a few nicks on D, but man, they've they've really stepped up on D. Um, and if you watch the game last week, right? Like I, I think the difference in this game is Josh Allen's legs and Kansas City's lack of wide receivers. I think it's a combo of, of them again, right? Like, you know, um Sky Moore's out, right? Like they're like they're that like they have that's how bad their receiving room is, is they're having to make a big deal about the fact that Sky Moore is out of this game. Uh, yeah. Sky Moore sucks. So <laughs> um, but I you saw last week Allen wasn't putting the ball in places he shouldn't have, and he was just taking off and running down the field. I think he does that again this week. Um, right now, what Kansas City's defense has been very good this year. I just think this is Buffalo's spot. They're going to remember that game from two years ago. It's at home. And ultimately, um, I just think they don't have, I don't think Buffalo, uh, I don't think Kansas city has the weapons outside to help, to help them win. um, Even though it's close, like they're not scoring in 13 seconds without Tyreek. Like that's not, that's just not happening with who they have this year. 
And as much as I'm in the same boat as you, as much as I love Patrick Mahomes, I love watching him. I think the guy can play. Um, I think this is Buffalo's spot this weekend. And when when it comes to the the fact that you know people are the the nasty narratives that people are going to come up with if and when the the Chiefs lose this game, and this this is just Josh Allen has been more productive this season than Patrick Mahomes, and that is not. And th- th- this is. This is a quarterback. Josh Allen is a quarterback that people like halfway through the season were saying, is Josh Allen a fraud? And is he even a top 10 quarterback in this league? Like that guy has ended up as top five in the league in EPA per play, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So this is a quarterback that has produced with pretty much only Stefan Diggs, uh, Dalton Kincaid, um, and James Cook didn't really get going until the second half of the season at all. Right. So Josh Allen is, is a top five quarterback in this league and Patrick Mahomes, you know, in a, in a neutral setting is better, but this is the worst roster Patrick Mahomes has had since he's made his NFL debut as a starter. And it is what it is. Uh, and Wesley says, Josh Allen going to get a chutty. I agree. Uh, I believe yep. Wesley did see my tweet about that. So this, this is a case of this is the year Josh Allen has a better supporting cast than Patrick Mahomes. And that's about it. We're so- going to get yeah, I, I want to give this to the people real quick. I'm going to interrupt you real quick, too. I'm going to I was going to save this for something else, but I, I'll talk about it here real quick. Since week nine, Kansas City has run too high safety 74 percent of the time since week nine, 74 percent. OK, league average is 48. Do you know what Josh Allen is really good against too high safety? Like that's his best coverage. Um he he does very well against it. Um, and in their uh other week matchup, what they run it at, I got the notes here. Uh, they played at 63% in week 14. He is completing 70% of his passes against two high safeties. Now, do I think Casey knows that? Maybe adjust the problem is is if they adjust out of two high safety, they're gonna get smoked. They're gonna get they have to have those two highs. Otherwise, they're going to have Shakir and Diggs running by him if they bring one of those safeties down. Like, if they bring a safety down to stop Allen running, who, in his last eight games, 71 carries and 352 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. That's going to be the difference in this game. And the fact that Mahomes doesn't have anybody besides Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. I actually timed the sound effect this time for once. We're going, to talk about, 20 weeks. we're going to talk about the underdog board. We're just going to get right into it. If you haven't already, sign up for underdog fancy using promo code underworld. I did a horrible job when the season started of playing best ball tournaments week by week. I just didn't have I, I didn't schedule it right. You know, there are adult things to do. It wasn't at the top of my priority of adult things to do. I played best ball tournaments last week and won money off it. You know, made back my Amonra uh, St. Brown uh, coin from last week. Um, shout out to Tua for completely sucking it up. Uh, I stacked. Dak Prescott, Jake Ferguson, and Aaron Jones, and still only finished 80th place out of 3,000. So that tells you that I did indeed draft Raheem Mostert. Um, but I, I still won. So you can play these best ball tournaments all season long and in the offseason with underdog. But also, you get our under uh, you get their pick'em lobby. And if you want next season, if you want our pick'em leans for the weekend earlier in the week before the projections move by 10 or so yards, you can 
get the DFS Dominator on the playerprofiler.com website. And as part of all the DFS advice you get with that, you get the underdog pick generator where we have already put our leans for the divisional round. And now we're going to give out our favorite entries, the one we're putting our coin on. Trevor, start us off. You are going to the first game on the slate. You have the floor. Yeah, I like it. So we got a Saturday, Sunday for you guys. Uh, and I'm going to start with Isaiah Likely. Um, we're going to go with Mr. Likely. We know Mark Andrews is officially out now, uh, which you know gets us there. And this is an interesting spot. Um, we know you, you guys, for the most part, we could throw that first game of the season out, guys. Like, this is a completely different offense. They're there now. And their last five games without Andrews, uh, likely has gone over this uh, and has gone higher uh, four times. Um, coupled with the fact that the Texans allow an average of 62.9 receiving yards to opposing tight ends per game. Um, I think they're going to have a ton of time for Lamar to throw underneath to this. Um, and it's just, it's the Texans defense are so banged up. Um, they give up the fifth most receiving yards, the second most receptions, two tight ends in the league. Um, and like, to give you an idea, we just said it right. Like, who like who they're activating to try to like make this like bringing people up, which is wild to me, right? Like they're activating Devin Duvernay for this matchup, which means I think Lamar's gonna lean on likely more here, right? Um, you know, we know Zay's banged up, and so you give me this situation, you give me likely at 37 and a half yards with the targets, with the Houston's D. Um, I think this is just a fastball down the middle and some of these lines are moving. So I'm going to try to keep this a little shorter and sweet because uh, I've already lost some stuff on my next pick, which we're going to stack it with Houston's weapon, Nico Collins. Um, and we're going fantasy points here. And we're going there because of what he's done. Now I'm going to give you a stat that's going to blow your mind. Okay. So the last six games of the NFL season. Who do you think the number one half PPR wide receiver in the NFL has been? I'm going to go with Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Even better than Tyreek, anybody else. He has been number one. Um, that is impressive. Um, and we have no tank down. We have no Noah Brown. Um, and Baltimore has been running a ton of cover six now the last three weeks. So digging into what they've been running, they've been running it at like 33, 34%. CJ Stroud has completed 80% of his passes versus cover six this year. Um, it, it's just a good matchup for him there. Um, and then add in no Marlon Humphrey. So now we add in no Humphrey in a game, which Baltimore should score. Um, you got to remember, like, when Stroud was just getting his feet under him, he threw for 244 against there, uh, against this defense with Marlon Humphrey. Um, now, without those options, uh, I love Nico here. I love this opportunity. And we're not tied to just having it higher on a touchdown or higher just on receptions. We get all of his receptions, all of his yards, all of his touchdowns. And I think this number, by the time we get to this game tomorrow, is going to be closer to 14. It's already up to 13 and a half. 
Um, so I want to lock this in at uh, our two piece here at 50 and make sure I can get her to confirm. And as usual, I'm going to tail this as well. I yep. like it. No pun intended. There we go. We got it in. Trevor's yeah. two-piece, Isaiah likely higher than 37.5 receiving yards, and Nico Collins higher than 13.55 fantasy points. Go ahead and lock that in now. Don't wake till Saturday morning because I already saw li likely opened up on some books at 34.5. It's moved yeah. almost everywhere to 37.5. I wouldn't be surprised if this closed at like 45. So go ahead and take that now. And with that, I'm just going to get right into it. I'm also giving you a two-piece stack in one game, and I'm going to the one that I've been hyping up the most, which is Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. I'm going to start on the Detroit side because I'm going to start with a familiar face, someone that both of us have targeted all season long. We've been on the, the Sam Laporta train since he got drafted, um, and I, I know, Trevor, you've been more of a Dalton Kincaid guy, and now, it, you know, with the, under the bright lights, Dalton Kincaid is showing the people just how good he is under the bright lights. So this is the year of the rookie tight end. It's only right to go back to the guy who last week, the, the the concern was his receiving yards line was like high 20s, which was solely because of the concern um, of his hamstring. He didn't even clear that. So why am I going after um, him this week? Well, he still ran 83% of the routes, right? So he was healthy enough to be out there. And this time he gets a beautiful, beautiful matchup, particularly for volume, which is why I'm going to the receptions here. Tampa Bay blitzes is one, at one of the highest rates in the league. That opens up these short routes for tight ends, quick throws. And uh, Amon Rasane Brown is the kind of playmaker downfield that's always going to be the first option no matter what. But for the quick ones, when he's when Goff is blitz, it's been Sam Laporta just as, as much as it has been Amon Rasane Brown. You look at, I like to, to you know, project based off what Vegas thinks volume would be. Um, you know, I've talked about this all season long, the pass attempts volume, the, the rush attempts is I use those since Vegas knows a lot more about the volume than we do. They don't know as much about the efficiency, but they know about the volume and Jared Goff's pass attempt line here is 34 and a half and it's slightly juiced to the over on most sports book, right? So they don't think that uh, Detroit can just run the ball down the throats of Tampa Bay and get away with winning this game, even though the spread is big. I personally also think Tampa Bay just keeps this close because Detroit's defense is basically non-existent through the air. So this is going to be a competitive game. If Goff throws at least 30 passes, we should get at least four catches out of Sam Laporta. He's had a 21% target share throughout the season. You translate 35 Goff passes into Sam Laporta. That right there is seven targets. You get five we're through and four, we get the push equity here. And I like that instead of the receiving yards, because even if we get four catches for 28 yards, we'll still get away with a push. And we know how underdog is, you know, they'll give us half of a win, even if we just push this one pick. So give us five, but at least four, I think should be no problem for Sam Laporta. Yeah. I, um, he's my, uh, as much as I love Dalton, um, if I'm drafting a rookie dynasty team today, I would take Laporta over him. Um, yeah. But it's close. It's not, I don't think there's this huge Delta. No. Um, and again, offense roles matter. Um, I love this spot and I love your next pick. So I, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, you guys heard what I thought about Tampa Bay. Um, and I, I, 
this this actual line is disrespectful in my opinion. Yeah. I I I agree. And you know, the, the last thing I'll say about Sam Laporte is I said yesterday, take a good look, because you may never see Sam Laporte's receiving yard line below 40 for the next decade. And uh, I, I I really do believe that's the case. Um, because as long as he stays healthy, this is gonna be a a top three production tight end in the league for a long time is as long as, as long as he's in a, you know, a system that encourages the pass, like the, the lions will have to this weekend heading over to the Tampa Bay side. I absolutely love what Baker Mayfield is going to do to the lions pass defense this week, especially after CJ Gardner Johnson said, and people have been conflicted about if Baker produces how he's got, you know, who is going to step up and be that guy for him. I agree with you that Rashad White's probably going to be heavily involved in the passing attack as he has been most of the season. Uh, I also agree with a lot of the chalk of people saying this is Mike Evans' week. Evans had two drops last week. I love the narrative of going back to him this week and maybe catching a touch. You know, he, he had a drop touchdown last week uh, against the Eagles. I love the narrative of him stepping up as well. But you look a little bit closer at how the Lions have progressed defensively. The short answer is they haven't at all because they're still terrible. They rank bottom five in just about every metric, EPA per play, DVOA, et cetera, through the air. What they are is a good run defense, which is why Rashad White, not the most explosive man in the league. We love him, but he's not He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not Alvin Kamara, you know, prime Alvin Kamara, et cetera. He's not going to light up this Detroit defense. They're going to have to pass. And again, you look at the pass attempts for Baker. It's at 35 and a half now, actually open to 34 and a half and has moved up to 35 and a half. Chris Godwin uh, has averaged almost 60 receiving yards per Baker Mayfield, per 32 Baker Mayfield passes uh, this season. And now he draws a Detroit matchup that is not only just not good, but the one way they've changed defensively over the last several weeks is they have tried their best, not necessarily successfully, but they've tried their best to bracket number one options. And what has that has meant is in a couple of those games, the number one option has not cleared their projection, but that results in the number two option just destroying them instead. You take a look at some number two options, doesn't matter what position, they'll just give up production through the air. Alvin Kamara was the number two option for New Orleans. He cleared 60 receiving yards. Cole Komet cleared 55 receiving yards. Jerry Judy had 70 receiving yards. Jerry just a guy Judy. TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne each went off in the same game. Brandon Cooks had 60 receiving yards. Jordan Addison had 60 receiving yards. And last week, Puka Nakua had 181 receiving yards in that loss. Chris Godwin might be in line for a 100-yard game, but we don't even need that because I love that he's gotten 15 red zone targets this season. So he could get us a touchdown, and we won't even need 50 receiving yards in that case to get his higher on fantasy points, if I can ever find the button. There we go. Chris Godwin higher than 10.95 fantasy points. The last time these two teams faced off was way back in week six, early in the season. Tampa Bay just literally did not score a single touchdown. They uh, they had six total points, and Chris Godwin still scored almost 14 fantasy points in that game, right? No touchdowns, and he scored 14. I think Chris Godwin finds the end zone. He also gets 60 receiving yards. And if that's the case, he's going to clear this maybe by halftime. So give me Sam Laporta higher on four receptions and Chris Godwin higher than 10.95 fantasy points. So interesting thing is uh, teams have been bracketing Evans a ton, uh, right? And we can consider like consider it a funk, right, for Evans. In his last six games, he's averaging three and a half touchdowns and like 50 yards a game. Right, which for Mike Evans is super low. During that time, though, 
Godwin has 50 targets to Evans 40. So, right, like Baker's not afraid to go his way. And the best part of this is Detroit gives up, guys. Like, if you don't really understand this, like, number, ask us. We can explain to you on, like, Twitter or somewhere in the Discord. Detroit is allowing 2.65 yards per route run to opposing outside wide receivers. That is the most in the NFL. That is, guys, that's a massive number. Like, like I know you hear 2.65 yards per route one. Like, like that's a that's the worst in the NFL. Uh, this is a great spot for Godwin again, and they're going to uh, they're going to target right. They're going to try to bracket Evans to slow him down. So I like both of them this week. Uh, but again, that like I said before you started, I think that number is disrespectful to Godwin. Baker Mayfield has been disrespected all year long. And I feel like the, you know, if there's anybody that kind of looks, his demeanor is a chip on the shoulder guy, it is Baker Mayfield. Go get the job done, Baker. Feed Chris Godwin. Go ahead and win this game. Why not? Once again, our entries for the divisional round. Mine is Sam Laporta higher than four receptions. Chris Godwin higher than 10.95 fantasy points. And Trevor, yours. Yep, I, and I'm tailing you as well, so I got yours in. We're doing Isaiah Likely over 37.5 receiving yards. Nico over 13.55 fantasy points. Uh, and let's go Houston. And just a reminder, you will see me wearing Niner gear every week uh, because we'll be on this show while they make it to the Super Bowl and win. I would love that as well. Now that my Patriots are out, we got a we got a 49ers Ravens uh, Super Bowl ticket sitting in my back pocket. Just saying, um, I, not I I am a bit scared about it. Not gonna lie, two number one seats playing on the same day, huge heavy favorites. Everybody in the world's gonna parlay them. But let's go get it done. And let's get a Bucks upset uh, yep. while we're at it as well. Once again, shout awesome. out to Wes, shout out to Wesley Stoops in the chat who came in with the super chat. Shout out to you. We will see everybody. Next week for the conference championships and the rest of the season, of course. But we're back to the 4.30 p.m. Eastern time next week, Friday on Facebook and YouTube. And for now, let's win some entries. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All-In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.